March 27th, Luke chapter 7, verse 36, through chapter 8, verse 3. One of the Pharisees asked Jesus to come to his home for a meal. So Jesus accepted the invitation and sat down to eat. A certain immoral woman heard he was there and brought a beautiful jar filled with expensive perfume. Then she knelt behind him at his feet, weeping. Her tears fell on his feet, and she wiped them off with her hair. Then she kept kissing his feet and putting perfume on them. When the Pharisee, who was the host, saw what was happening and who the woman was, he said to himself, This proves that Jesus is no prophet. If God had really sent him, he would know what kind of woman is touching him. She's a sinner. Then Jesus spoke up and answered his thoughts. Simon, he said to the Pharisee, I have something to say to you. All right, teacher, Simon replied. Go ahead. Then Jesus told him this story. A man loaned money to two people, five hundred pieces of silver to one and fifty pieces to the other, but neither of them could repay him. So he kindly forgave them both, canceling their debts. Who do you suppose loved him more after that? Simon answered, I suppose the one for whom he canceled the larger debt. That's right, Jesus said. Then he turned to the woman and said to Simon, Look at this woman kneeling here. When I entered your home, you didn't offer me water to wash the dust from my feet, but she has washed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You didn't give me a kiss of greeting, but she has kissed my feet again and again from the time I first came in. You neglected the courtesy of olive oil to anoint my head, but she has anointed my feet with rare perfume. I tell you, her sins, and they are many, have been forgiven. So she has shown me much love. But a person who is forgiven little shows only little love. Then Jesus said to the woman, Your sins are forgiven. The men at the table said among themselves, Who does this man think he is, going around forgiving sins? And Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Not long afterward, Jesus began a tour of the nearby cities and villages to announce the good news concerning the kingdom of God. He took his twelve disciples with him, along with some women he had healed and from whom he had cast out evil spirits. Among them were Mary Magdalene, from whom he had cast out seven demons, Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod's business manager, Susanna, and many others who were contributing from their own resources to support Jesus and his disciples. Paul says in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. I have been crucified with Christ. Think about that. I have been crucified with Christ. My nature has been changed. To be crucified with Christ means our sins are subdued and our old nature is conquered through the living word and spirit of Christ dwelling within us. You see, Paul's crucifixion 
cannot be understood by Jesus' outward crucifixion upon the material cross. But this is to be understood as Christ's inward and spiritual crucifixion. Through the word of righteousness and life that dwelt in him. And according to this, all the faithful throughout all ages are crucified with Christ in this same way. Once a believer is regenerated by the inner workings of the Spirit of Christ, then Paul says the old man should hardly be recognized as living and reigning in that person anymore. Knowing this, that our old man was crucified with him, that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. This is an inner crucifixion. Crucifixion is the agony of God of what it takes to rid humanity of themselves. Before the Spirit of Christ can live within me, I myself must be dead. This is what Paul was writing about in Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. For he who has died has been freed from sin. Our old self. That is, all that we were in our old, unregenerate condition before union with Christ is dead. If we have been united together in the likeness of his death, certainly we also shall be in the likeness of his resurrection. Ask yourself, Have I been united together in the likeness of his death? Well, do you see the likeness of his resurrection in you? For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Likewise, you also Reckon yourselves to be dead indeed to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Psalm chapter 69, verses 1 through 18. For the choir director, a psalm of David, to be sung to the tune, Lilies. Save me, O God, for the floodwaters are up to my neck. Deeper and deeper, I sink into the mire. I can't find a foothold to stand on. I'm in deep water, and the floods overwhelm me. I'm exhausted from crying for help. My throat is parched and dry. My eyes are swollen with weeping, waiting for my God to help me. Those who hate me without cause are more numerous than the hairs on my head. These enemies who seek to destroy me are doing so without cause. They attack me with lies, demanding that I give back what I didn't steal. Oh God, you know how foolish I am. My sins cannot be hidden from you. 
Don't let those who trust in you stumble because of me. O Sovereign Lord Almighty, don't let me cause them to be humiliated, O God of Israel, for I am mocked and shamed for your sake. Humiliation is written all over my face. Even my own brothers pretend they don't know me. They treat me like a stranger. Passion for your house burns within me, so those who insult you are also insulting me. When I weep and fast before the Lord, they scoff at me. When I dress in sackcloth to show sorrow, they make fun of me. I am the favorite topic of town gossip, and all the drunkards sing about me. But I keep right on praying to you, Lord, hoping this is the time you will show me favor. In your unfailing love, O God, answer my prayer with your sure salvation. Pull me out of the mud. Don't let me sink any deeper. Rescue me from those who hate me, and pull me from these deep waters. Don't let the floods overwhelm me, or the deep waters swallow me, or the pit of death devour me. Answer my prayers, O Lord, for your unfailing love is wonderful. Turn and take care of me, for your mercy is so plentiful. Don't hide from your servant. Answer me quickly, for I am in deep trouble. Come and rescue me. Free me from all my enemies. Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1 To learn, you must love discipline. It is stupid to hate correction.